Hello, new listeners. You don't know who I am, but one day, I hope you will. It's me, Starbuck, and I appear in some later episodes. But for right now, I just want to let you know that starting early in season two, we do start reading the reviews for the show live on air. And well, not live, not live. We do record them. (laughs) So if you want to leave the show a review, uh, we do read it in the future. And I hope that you will join us for this journey and make it that far. As someone who started out as a listener for the show and really quickly came to just absolutely love everyone this show is about and their role play and their the gravity that they play this game with, I hope that you too find those moments to just brighten your day and give you something to connect to. And I hope that you find some inspiration to translate some of this to your own games at home. And I really hope that you stick with them. They're an absolute joy. And I look forward to meeting you later. Listening to The Hired Swords, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast where the rules are often questionable and, well, we're just a bunch of adults playing make believe. Welcome to The Hired Swords podcast. We are a bunch of friends, old friends, new friends that have got together. And we're going to play some Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, we're going to kind of adventure through a world and take you with us. And you get to join us as we fight monsters and talk about fighting monsters and <laughs> earn gold and spend gold on things we can use to fight monsters. Um, my name is Mike, and I am your Dungeon Master, and I'm going to introduce the party, and I'm going to start going around the virtual table with Ash. Hello, my name is Ash, and I will be playing Gwendolyn the Half-Elf, daughter of Deborah, who was a human, and Carrick the Cairn, who was a famous druid elf known in these parts. She doesn't know much of her father due to him passing away when she was younger, so she doesn't know much about him, just only the stories that her mother had told her. She's a bit of a quirky character with a bit of a stutter. She doesn't look like most half-elves. She looks more elfish than most and with little lilac freckles and a crooked smile. Nice long white hair with teal eyes. (laughs) She, for the most part, tries to be friendly. She's the kind of person who always wants to be friends with people, or at least she tries. Uh, With her elf features, she kind of has a resting bee face, so when she realizes that she's coming off putting to others, she... (laughs) tries to smile, but this often makes her look crazy. She loves animals so much she travels with her companion Dale, who is her best friend, and her love of animals made her want to become like her father one day, so I will be playing the part as a druid. Awesome. Awesome, Gwendolyn. And Derek, how about you, buddy? Hi, my name's Derek. I'm going to be playing Davin Mindstrider. He is a human sorcerer of the Divine Soul. I believe is what it's called. I can't even remember now. 
a pretty average guy for the most part. He's got like long black hair and a black goatee. He wears like a black and red cloak with like a red and gold cape that's attached to the back of it. Uh, you can see he also wears like a bunch of necklaces around his neck. He's got like four different necklaces, like a like a gold chain, an obsidian chain, and then like a like a like a medallion that's on like a hemp and rope, and then like a silver chain with a brass locket on the end of it. He's not really obst- ostentatious kind of person, but the way that he uh, has those tucked into his shirt, you can kind of see it's uh, maybe they have a little bit more of a uh, sentimental value than they do any kind of thing to kind of show off. Beyond that, he he's kind of a quiet guy. He usually kind of sits toward the back, making smart remarks to people. But he'll step forward whenever it comes time for it. Awesome. All right. That is Derek playing Devin Mindstrider. Blaze, you're next, buddy. I'm Blaze. I'm going to be playing Kriegsgalder, who is a Dwarven Vengeance Paladin, born and raised in the Stone Mountains, roughly 137 years old, been around, had some experience and whatnot on the battlefield. As far as... Appearance, if you were to see me walking down the streets, strutting with my swagger, generally I'll have a kind of humble chainmail armor, you know, leather and chain, nothing too over the top. I will have a bald head and a big black bushy beard that'll be braided. I will also have a shield adorning on my back. It is probably the only thing that will be on Prigs that will look any kind of fancy. It will be a shield, a very shiny silverish shield with gold emblazoned on it. It'll be of an oak tree that will have leaves of flame and roots of ember. That'll come into play. It's a very important shield to me. Besides that, I do have a little half mask that I kind of wear, covers up a portion of my face. Nothing too crazy. I just don't like a lot of attention. I also am the kind of person that is going to to fight first for those that can't defend themselves, but why can't we all get along? I don't necessarily see how everyone has to be enemies, but the second you become my enemy, we got we got problems. All right. Thank you, Blaze. And we're calling him Kriggs for short. Is that right? Yeah. Kriggs for short. Full name is just Kriggs Galder. Kriggs Galder. I like it. Okay. Last but certainly not least, Mikey. Hey, I'm Mikey Morris. I'll be playing Joxer Mortel. He he's a a drunken monk with a small war, warlock uh, background. He uh, didn't really get along with his family of from the Mortel vines, the drink that gives you more tales to tail. Keep Ooh. myself non affiliated to that. I was kind of pushed off to a monastery to study study with the the monks there because my family didn't really get along with the the fact that I, I didn't find their wine to be, you know, the the top notch. And so I started kind of getting a little bit more obsessed with other other types of brews and and flavoring them. So I make a little bit of money on the side and kind of uh try to make some interesting brews. Uh if you you look at me, you'll see me I'm a little tattered, fairly fairly slim. I do have a cloak it's kind of more like a shawl cloak. It's just a, a hood, and it goes halfway down my body. It's more of a bluish color, and then the, the rest of me is kind of a uh, simple garb. I carry one one rapier, and then the, the rest of it's all, all hands-on. I'll jump into any battle I need to. I'm not specifically shy, but I don't try to push myself into uh, scenarios that I don't need to be. But I'm fairly well-spoken, coming from a not- unwell or not well-off family so um that's pretty much jocks here 
awesome. There's our party with a nice mix of people. It's pretty exciting. Different kinds of people and backgrounds. I will say, by way of housekeeping, before we get rolling here, all of our players are starting at level five. As a DM, I've played enough people going from level one to five, and the party really starts at level five. So we've decided to pick up at level five. So they all have a little bit of history and a little bit of backstory that makes sense that they've been able to get to the level of ability and skill that they're at right now. You will notice some homebrew, homebrew rules here and there, some things that we do that kind of as a DM I found make for a more fun game. Um, nothing too crazy away from what Rules is Written is, but you may notice some things here and there. And that's just the way that we do it. And I've run as a DM. And, and if you are listening and you absolutely hate it, you know, let me know some some ideas. What else what would you do? Maybe we do something different. Maybe that would work. I don't know. And Blaze and I have talked a little bit about world description and kind of an introduction to the world of Greater Glentree, which is the world that this story is taking place in. We're starting in a small town called Wild Hill, but it's on this continent of Glentree in the world of Greater Glentree. We're going to, I believe, release something separate that will kind of help you kind of know what the world is, how it kind of came to be, and what it's all about. And so some of the stuff the players got when they started working towards building their characters. So it'll help listeners kind of understand. But for our uh, first mission here today, or our first session, you can uh, just learn a little bit about Wild Hill and what we're doing here in this little town. Blaze, do you have anything else we need to cover or talk about before we get rolling with the adventure? Man, I'm just ready to start rolling. <laughs> I'm excited. Let's do Literally, this. I'm ready to start rolling. I would like to say that you guys can also find me on uh, Twitch. I stream once every other year uh, oh, under Dirty Cheeto. Great. Okay. What kind of stuff do you stream? Nice. Mostly me just eating sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Occasionally hey. like some macaroni and cheese. That's not the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever seen on Twitch. Uh-huh. Are you saying the macaroni and cheese would be in the sandwich? Oh, God. Uh, that's going to be my Christmas special. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm in. I'll be there. Yeah, that's me my too. Follower special. Yeah, yeah. Ten followers. <laughs> I'll eat a macaroni and cheese sandwich. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, if that's all, everyone's announcements. Anybody else trying to get famous anywhere, or are we good? All right, then. If that's everybody's announcements, then I say welcome to Wild Hill. So you have come to the town of Wild Hill for your own reasons. Perhaps you're seeking glory, perhaps honor or gold. Maybe you're just trying to scratch that combat itch you can't seem to shake. Whatever your reasoning, you've traveled from all over Greater Glintry to the mountain town of Wild Hill. The mountain path bends to a high valley containing several dozen wooden and stone buildings. Most have hide or thatch roofs. Buildings are of different sizes, seeming to be built by the inhabitants for their own needs specifically. The dirt roads are busy, with more adventurers like yourselves scurrying about, visiting shops. In the longhouse, near the entrance to the town, you see several older soldiers who've had a bit too much to drink sitting on benches outside this longhouse. The building is a large, rectangle tent held together with lashed wooden posts taken from the forest on the eastern side of town. Looking towards the forest in the distance, you see a towering structure at the center of town. This is the fabled Tower of Testing home of the chief of Wild Hill. You have been told to register with him for a license to hunt so that you can kill your first game and join the hired swords to begin earning real treasure. The town of Wild Hill is spread out before you. You've heard of different places to shop, different places to eat, different people to learn about, and you are welcome to explore this town. What would you like to do? Oh, man. Uh, 
where where would we go for uh, finding the uh, first hunt? I'm sorry. Yes, that is the Tower of Testing. That's okay. the long tower, the tall tower you see just in the distance at the center of town. Okay. So, um, backstory-wise, I do believe Joxer and I have been traveling together for a little while now. Um, uh, so, I don't... Uh, don't much reckon I've we've run into the rest of the crew yet. Okay. True enough. Um, I, I believe uh, my my biggest interest and in, and in this would be to Kriegs' benefit is uh, are, are there any um, I don't know uh, areas that we could find some local fruits or uh, um, uh, items that that might be kind of specific to this area. Sure. Um, as you uh, kind of walk through town, uh, like I like I said, you're seeing people come and go. Most of them are adventurer types like yourself. You do see a group of people walking through the town uh, in front of the Tower of Testing. They seem to be coming from uh, the southern part of town carrying the kinds of things you're talking about. They've got little bits of food with uh, some fruit and vegetables and things like that. Mostly like uh, root vegetables, things that grow close to the surface in this rocky soil up here in the mountains. Um, so so in, in that, like uh, I'd kind of usher to, to Craig's knowing that we had gotten in here for um, some, for at least my purpose, would be more, um, I'm, I'm looking for a specific kind of fruit that, that's that the, the monks had known here, so I'd like to kind of head down that way and see if I could uh, find some ingredients. Sure. So, Kriggs, are you heading with him? Yeah, I'll head Just staying with stand, him. him? Alright, so Kriggs... I know his, uh, his intentions, so... Kriggs and Joxer, they walk down past this jo- this tall tower where uh, you see adventurers coming and going, and, and uh, nobody seems to be really gathering there yet. You see a statue of a... Uh, there's a statue in front of the tower, a stone statue of a, it looks like some sort of ranger type uh, kind of warrior. He has a large bow on his back and a large sword at his hip and uh, he's just standing with his arms crossed looking towards the forest um, in this giant stone statue that stands about five times taller than a a normal man would stand. Um, You then pass some of the nicer looking buildings in town, kind of up on the hills to the right as you walk down uh, following where you see people coming from down south with some food in their hands. Uh, you see these buildings that uh, some folks kind of milling about and walking around this area. This is what's known as the nobleman's barracks. Uh, and so you see folks that look pretty well-to-do coming and going from this area, heading into a, an inn that's next to the Tower of Testing. Uh, and uh, b- south of there, you come to a... Um, you see a windmill in the distance and uh, the farm is down there and uh, you figure that's where these people have been coming from bringing these baskets and handfuls of fruits and vegetables um Gwendolyn uh Devin what are you thinking about now I feel like I had just gotten here mm-hmm. um on my travels to find Omlenora and so I feel like I would have checked in at Lamppost Inn and then I'm just walking about Okay. the city at this time. So you head to yeah, Lamppost gonna... Inn. And you? Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, Davin would probably go straight to an inn to find a place to stay for the night. Okay. Um, you, As you approach Lamppost Inn, you notice that most of the adventurers are steering clear of there. Uh, they're they're kind of coming and going. It's a pretty small building too, and um, the people who are coming and going are these noblemen looking folks. People with, they're in fine robes, they have 
jewelry on. Uh, you do see a couple of adventurer kind of types with armor and weaponry that are walking around, but they're they're hanging real close to these noble noblemen looking like they're probably bodyguards uh, coming and going. And as you approach the lamppost in, you you see uh, a man standing there, bald man. He stands about. Uh, probably six foot six, six foot seven. Uh, he has leather armor on, uh, but he does have a big sword strapped to his back. His armor just covers his chest. His arms are are hanging out of his armor, bare arms with tattoos on them. And uh, as you walk forward, he looks at you and he just goes, uh-uh, like that. <laughs> and he points, he points over towards where you can see some tents in the distance beyond those noblemen's barracks area. Gwendolyn just looks up from her map. And she's like giving him the stink eye because she's just been studying this half map that she has. Uh-huh. And she's just <laughs> and she turns around and she just starts going this way. She's too focused on what she's doing. So she Got heads it. towards the tents. Too too focused to be offended. <laughs> yeah. So she heads towards not, those tents. Don't waste my time, mister. So yeah. she walks away. Okay. All right. Uh Devin, what are you up to? Uh Devin would see this from afar and, and he's kinda curious as what's going on in there. He's gonna Go and see if he can just ask uh, one of the not one of the noblemen. He doesn't want to bother with them because he doesn't figure he's going to get much information. But see if maybe he can go up to one of the guards and, uh, okay. and just kind of strike up a, a conversation. Sure. You walk up to the one that that yelled at her. Uh, no, I would go to a different guard, see or okay. somebody else maybe. Yeah. So he's the only one kind of guarding the door there, but you do see this this very uh, very short human guard who is wearing black robes but he's he's obviously got some short swords tucked away in there he's walking real close to a uh, an elven nobleman and the the nobleman goes inside the building and this this human guy he just kind of leans up against the wall uh outside the door with his arms crossed one leg kind of hiked up on the front of this this uh nice looking inn he just kind of looks at you and squints his eyes at you as you approach but he doesn't say anything right away uh, I'll walk you up to him and I'll say, uh, hey, so uh, I'm looking for a place to sleep for tonight. Is uh, is this a good place? He just looks and kind of squints his eyes. And he spits on the floor. <laughs> Yo, there ain't nothing here. This ain't a place to sleep. You're new here, ain't you? Uh, first day. Yeah, you're going to want to head down to the camp. This ain't where you're supposed to be. Well, it says in right there on the sign. Yeah, well, this is the kind of inn you drink in, not the kind of inn you sleep in. Uh, drinking's one of my specialties. Yeah, well you can afford it i wouldn't i wouldn't think you could mm. all right and he, he kind of uh i'm gonna say he just kind of turn around he's gonna head toward where the guy told him to go toward but he's gonna keep an eye on it okay cool and he he just says uh he says you come back when you got some coin and then oh, he turns around coin. yeah and then he turns around and walks back in and so uh Kriggs and uh, joxer you guys well they're heading over to the camp uh you guys are down at hillcrest farms it's got this big this this big windmill. Uh, you see a large barn, a small farmhouse there. There are some a small amount of livestock, a few pigs, several cows here and there. But you do see a large field spread out with different uh, kind of different kinds of plants planted in like a checker pattern, right? So you've got different like some green stuff growing here. There's like or- there obvious carrots, like orange here. Most of them root vegetables. You've got some tall, more tall stuff like corn and stuff kind of growing back behind the mill. Yeah, this is and then you do there is an, a small orchard just where you walk into Hillcrest Farms there. There's a there's kind of a small orchard there that currently is blooming 
it's early spring, so it's currently blooming. It's not yet growing any fruit, but there is a pretty nice place. It looks like they could get some nice fruit here sometimes. Okay. From my perspective, I'd like to maybe try to find someone that might be around or, uh, or at least ask about the, the season or if uh, what, what fruit is actually around. Sure, yeah, you well, um, well, go ahead. doing that. I'm I'm basically just gonna look over and <clears throat> York, sir. Uh, I I believe we've come here. We got where you need to go. Uh, I think I'm gonna try to find us some room and board for the night. You seem to have this under control. And yeah, I'm gonna head back towards uh towards I guess the end, lamppost end. Uh, uh, Griggs, uh, absolutely. I, I I appreciate it. And uh, you kind of part ways, and as you kind of walk closer towards the farm, you see a uh, a young boy sees you approaching. And he turns and he runs into the farmhouse. Farmhouse has got straw roof and and it's it's uh, made from uh, big wooden beams. He runs into this little door and and uh, kind of yells. You kind of hear a muffled like he's yelling at somebody. And uh, out come, out steps a man who is um, he's kind of drying his hands off on his apron and uh, he kind of sets his apron down and steps down a couple steps, walks towards you and uh, he says, "What can I do for you?" Sir, I'm I'm just interested in. Um, are you familiar with Kwatsika fruit? Kwatsika fruit, Kwatsika fruit. I I I can't say I've ever heard of such a thing. No, uh, around here there's not much fruit that grows. Uh, every now and then we get some uh, apple type fruits on these trees out here, but uh, nothing that uh, sounds exotic. I, I I haven't seen much exotic around these parts. What uh, when you say apple type? fruits what color are those uh, uh they they uh they grow a a bright pink uh almost almost uh luminescent pink uh it's very strange uh, i don't know if it's the minerals in the the, the soil or what but uh, yes and, and they taste very bitter but uh, many people like them very much and they are great in a pie i'll say that right now that if you if you're here for a couple more months we they should start to grow soon that's good to know thank you of course, of course. Uh, please come back. Uh, all of our vegetables get taken to the longhouse and the and the and the inn. So, uh, if you want to eat something that uh, that we grow here, that that's where they'll be. Um, we don't have much to just uh, hand out down here most days. Would it be trouble for me to work directly with you whenever those come come about? I I, I prefer going directly to um the source. Yeah, I see. Well, we would we would have to uh, probably discuss it with the chief and see if if that would be okay with him. He he runs things here, and and if the chief's okay with it, I'm okay with it. I I appreciate it. I I you've been very kind. I, uh, I'll probably yeah. be on my way, and uh, uh kind of jocks or kind of tilts uh, politely, and then starts his way off. Yes, of course. He he says, of course, no problem. And, and he turns around and starts walking back towards the house, and he he gets about halfway to the house, and he calls out. Bob, get back to your aching! <laughs> the boy runs uh, out behind him. I'll probably try to uh, head head kind of north, uh, where I assume we, uh, Griggs probably uh, ran off to. Okay, yeah. Uh, you guys, when you make it to the camp, did, were you going to say something, Derek? I was just going to say, the, the guy, he pointed me toward the camp, right? Yes, he did. Okay. Yeah. Um, you, you make it to the camp... Uh, when you when you kind of walk up to the camp, you see just a series of tents set up around a, a main fire. Uh, the fire is being currently being lit, uh, like it's getting prepared for later in the day. It's currently early afternoon that you've made it into town. There is a uh, an elven woman who is standing here uh, t- receiving some 
you know, sticks and things as uh, a couple of men are carrying them from the forest to, to get this fire going here in the middle, like they're preparing it for whoever's going to come stay here. Uh, there are a couple of uh, adventure types in the area standing, um, you know, standing nearby and uh, they're uh, kind of coming and going out of these tents. Uh, the uh, other than that, it's just looks like it's kind of first come first serve here. They just kind of walk in, you, you know, they're kind of walking in and ah, this one's mine. I got this one right here. And uh, that's how they're kind of claiming these tents here at, at the adventurers camp. Uh, I'm going to pull out one of my torches and I'm going to use prestidigitation to, uh, to light it on fire and then go help them light it when they're ready for it. Oh, cool. Okay. I, I'm going to guess I'm as, as I'm kind of walking away from the, the farms, uh, Joxers notices uh, this and, uh, and, and will probably try to claim a tent that I don't are, are these like single person tents? Or are they like larger sets? Uh, it looks like each one has four or five bedrolls in it uh, available. Um, yeah, okay. So it looks like you could sleep four or five people to each one. Okay. Uh, Pretty I'll, good size. I'll probably, um, you know, speak to someone around and then, uh, and, and try to find a, a, a sure. spot. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of glamping kind of tents. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> you go pay $350 to sleep in a tent. Yeah. One of those places. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. And I so. Like on my way here. Uh-huh. Oh, no. No, you can go. <laughs> no. I want to, I, I want to know what you're going to do on your way here. Uh, on my way here, I feel like I would accidentally bump in to Craig's. Okay. And as she does, she goes, oh, so sorry. And she looks up, but then she notices that he's a dwarf. So she looks down. <laughs> she's looking down and she's like, oh, uh, don't, don't mind me. And she starts to walk off towards the elf woman in the center of the camp. Okay. I don't know how Craig's takes it, but <laughs> that's how Gwendolyn just- would react. More or less just silent. He's kind of used to not being noticed all the time, and he kind of prefers it that way, honestly. <laughs> so he just, oh, it's not a problem at all, and uh, just kind of steps to the side and continues walking towards the lamppost in. You're walking towards the lamppost in. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. where I understood there to be, it's an inn, so. Yep. Um yeah, so you approach the inn and uh, lamppost inn, and uh, there is there is that big guy I described earlier with the the you know the kind of leather leather armor vest, and next to him on the other side of the door, leaning against it, is this roguish looking uh, human man, and uh, they're uh, look they look to be kind of chit chatting amongst themselves. I approach and I say, I, I uh, just come up and say, I. Have you any vacancy at this here inn? Uh, the big guy stands up and uh, looks at you and, and he says, This ain't no place to stay. You want to stay over there? And he points at the camp and uh, the other guy goes, the the little roguish guy, he uh, stays leaning back. He doesn't look up and he goes, Seems to be a lot of them here today. They don't listen. Listen, this is where... The noblemen's pay for them nice houses over there that they stay in. You're going to want to stay down at the camp until you get yourself some gold. Well, you should really consider changing your sign then. Uh, and I'm just going to kind of defeat it. <laughs> That's what I was saying. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little misleading. <laughs> he, he says, uh, as you walk away, he says, ain't my sign. <laughs> 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 uh, when I see Gwendolyn come up to the camp, I'm going to recognize her as the person who got turned away at the end. I'm going to say, uh, hey, aren't you a little curious what they got going on inside there? 
what? She looks up from her <laughs> from her map. What do you what what do you want? <laughs> I was just making a conversation. I mean, I saw you over there trying to get into oh, the inn. Yeah, he, he I I don't have time to p- put up with him. You know, like I got this and she sits there and holding a map and this taxidermy a chipmunk in her hand and she's like you know I just don't have time to put up with this I'm trying to find a a, a nice place (sighs) and she just sits there going on about how her day was complete crap (laughs) (laughs) 10 minutes go by and she goes sorry I'm Gwendolyn (laughs) this is Dale (laughs) started listening for a while and then started trailing off and just drawing in the dirt Uh, so oh he's like oh I'm sorry Uh, yes uh, Gwendolyn (laughs) So I'm Davin Mindstrider. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. What are you doing uh, in this place? Uh, just mostly looking around, trying to find a new place to set up camp. It seems pretty good around here. Have you been around the world? Oh, not far, no. I come from the south, but, you know, just looking for a different environment to be a part of. I, I, I'm i trying to find a place, and I, I can't... I've read so, so, so many books, and I can't find this stupid p- place. Have you ever heard of Alamonora? Would I have heard of Alamonora? Um, I don't believe you would have, no. Uh, he thinks for a second. He says, mm, doesn't sound familiar, sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure there's people around here who could probably help us out. He's like, everyone in this camp looks like a, the adventuring type. It might be a, it might behoove you a little bit to just ask around. He smiles at this, but... So she has resting bee face. So when she tries to smile, it just kind of creeps him out. I feel like <laughs> she's not used to making uh, friends. <laughs> it just looks like she just smells poop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> At this time, I've probably made it back from the inn to the camp, and I'll uh, I found Joxer with a just kind of disgruntled look on my face. Say, Oi, people around here need to learn how to read. I don't. I don't trust people to read or do anything. Anyway. I, I read. I uh, kind of shockingly shocked look over. Oh, <laughs> that's probably why you ran into me earlier, I assume. Yeah, I am sorry. I'm a bit, a bit of a klutz. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fine. <laughs> what's, what's, what's your name anyway? Seems I least deserve that. My name is Google Gwendolyn. Uh, Gwendolyn, and- I am uh, Briggs Galder. You can call me Griggs. I know it's a little bit of a strange name. Uh, and this here is my companion. We've been traveling. His name is Joxer. And I turn over and I say hi. And I'm like, "This is I have a companion t- t- too. This is Dale. And she just holds out this sideways taxidermy Dale. <laughs> she's not dumb. It's her only friend. But she's <laughs> proud of it. Joxer just kind of looks up as a... I'm glad to meet your friend, Griggs. And and in your friend, Dale. I'm going to approach Dale and very gently shake its little hand. <laughs> Gwendolyn <laughs> has the hugest smile. She's never been around like this many people. <laughs> hey, uh, for the first roll of the campaign, please oh, no. make please make a slight of hand check. Uh, oh no. Griggs. Oh no. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the negative one. Here we go. 
Eight. Oh, thank God. Okay. Seventeen. Yeah. Oh. So, so you do not like snap its little hand off or anything. Thank you just, God. <laughs> you just you just grab real lightly and give it a little shake. Way more delicate than you've probably ever done anything. Uh, you're 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 just that. It was kind of actually you're a little proud of yourself because you actually did this little nice thing when you're usually kind of a brute force kind of guy. Um, so yeah, congratulations. With your minus one, you rolled a seventeen. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, Gwendolyn brings Dale back and hugs him. He's just very happy. <laughs> Great. About now, uh, you guys hear a horn blowing um, and an obvious call, uh, announcement call coming from the tower. And um, the couple of adventurers that have been kind of hanging around, side-eyeing you guys this whole time, <laughs> uh, starts walking uh, that direction towards the tower and you see actually folks coming from uh, all over uh, starting to walk and gather around that statue facing the entrance to the tower. Uh, Davin looks around and he, he kind of looks at the rest of the party that's kind of sitting here and he says, well, I, I guess that's our cue. And he kind of stands up awkwardly like waiting to see if you guys are going to join too and then just starts heading off. Um, Joxer is going to uh, kind of look over at Craig's and um, basically be like, uh, I, I have things to, to, to tend to, Kriggs. Uh, you, you understand. And he kind of walks into the tent that he kind of claimed and and just and, and lays down a thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, in that, he'll be like, oh, that's perfectly fine. Um, I've got nothing better to do. I think I'll see what's going on over with the crowd. Great. So, um, uh, Gwen, are you going to go follow the crowd as well? Oh, yeah. She just made friends. Yeah, okay, this is our cool. New best friend. <laughs> did we just become best friends? I think yeah. we did. I think we did. Uh, awesome. for friendship. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, so your pocket, so you guys are all three over there. You've gathered around, and, and you do notice these adventurer types. There's, there's, there's folks that are. They look like they're sneaky, stealthy. There's folks there that uh, are obviously former military uh, with their longbows, and some of them still even have like the the emblem of of Helm's armies from the the Empire on their on their armor or their shields. And um, there's very obvious former military here. Uh, all kinds of different folks are are there. All of them. Uh, they kind of gather in little cliques. It's pretty obvious that they kind of have their groups that they gather in um, as they are standing around this giant, uh, it looks like from the windows, about a three or four story tower until there's a little platform at the very top. Um, but uh, the tower is made mostly of wood and straw and hide. Uh, there is a large wooden door that is open. And in front of the wooden door is a platform on which uh, stands uh uh, this this man, uh, he has the look of a hardened veteran. Uh, he's missing an eye. He has a scar across his neck, almost from one ear to the other. He's wearing animal skins. He has sandals on. A long sword is strapped to his side. Um, he wears no helmet or hat of any kind. He's just gray hair, and um, but it's very short, uh, kind of a military, almost a a buzz cut. If the if buzzing was possible, it's it's a very short military type cut, and um, he. Uh, he kind of raises his hand and the crowd starts to calm down. And prior, uh, prior to them speaking, not to interrupt too much, but noticing no, a lot of the insignia around, I make sure I have my mask on. Yes. Uh, perfect. Um, and uh, so he raises his hand 
and you feel like you've you're you feel like everyone's kind of in the ruckus of this whole this whatever's going on and not giving you any sort of attention but you've got that mask on anyway and um he he raises his hand people start to quiet down and pay attention to him and um he calls out and he men and women of greater glentry i am honored as i look around to see the most powerful and capable warriors of our kingdom i see new faces I am sure you will be joining the ranks of the more experienced hunters amongst us very soon. As the new hunting season begins, I'm pleased to honor the three heads of party that will be assigned to the hunts this year. Almar Stormbeard, he points over to this dwarf in full plate armor uh, with a giant uh, axe strapped to his back who raises a fist. He says, Almar is leading the fire party. Here, Soraya Leowith. And you see this sleek looking elven rogue with two blades, both of them, they, they kind of cross uh, on in leather sheaths on her left side. And uh, she's wearing uh, leather pants and, a, and leather, a leather kind of long trench coat. And uh, her hair is braided down uh, the middle of her back. And, and she just kind of gives a, a quick wave and a smirk as, she, as uh, the chief says, she will be leading the party of ice and leading the party of stone. And she point and he points over to a little gnome in sorcerer's robes. He carries a staff that is a wooden staff that comes to a Y at the top, and on that in between that Y there is leather thread on from which dangles a red gemstone. And uh, he raises his this this little this little gnome raises his uh, staff up and shakes it a little bit, and it starts to glow just a, a simple light uh, on the on the end of his staff and. Um, the chief says, Saber will be the head of the party of stone. He says, you will all be assigned your party once you've earned your right to join the ranks of the hired swords. For now, you are mere hunters. Your assignment will come once you've obtained your first prize. The chief ends his speech and the hunters around you begin to split into groups. And these groups begin to gather around the leaders who were just announced. Um, there are four, the four of you or the three of you and two others are the only ones left standing here, not knowing who to go to. Uh, as you stand there, the chief points toward you, and an older halfling man with white hair, mutton chops, sideburns. He's dressed in fine leather. It's almost like a three-piece suit. Uh, he hobbles up to you. He's leaning on his cane, and he says, Follow me, please. You'll be joining the commissioning party for now. The hunt leaves in the morning. And he, leaves you, he leads you towards the camp at the south of town, and uh, he points to the campfire, and there is now meat being roasted on this campfire. They, they've got it all set up and ready to go. And you see three other hunters standing around that fire, talking and laughing. Uh, and uh, the one elven woman uh, is Devin, still standing as he walks nearby. away, he kind of looks over his shoulder. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Devin, as, as he walks away, he kind of looks over his shoulder toward the gnome, and he just sees that red uh, jewel that he's got. And he just thinks about his old days and how that would have been nice to have. Sure, sure. Yep. And uh, <laughs> Uh, he, uh, so the elven woman is still standing there turning the meat when you approach the, uh, approach the, uh, campfire. She's kind of running this, this spinet or spigot thing with, uh, something roasting. Uh, there's a few tables now that are sitting kind of beyond the campfire and there's some benches nearby. Um, and it oh, looks don't, like, don't burn that. I like mine rare. Yeah. It looks like people are waiting for assignments in the morning and they've all started to gather and go do whatever it is that they are going to do for the evening. 
I'm just going to stand by the fire and just watch this meat and be like, oh. The person who led us over here, uh, who'd you say it was? What'd they look like? Uh, It was the little halfling, little old halfling with those, with gray mutton chops, sideburns. Okay. Um, I'm going to go up to him and I'm going to say, so uh, how how do they decide who goes where? Uh, He says, uh, he says, well, uh, the leaders distribute the... Uh, the uh, the missions and and whatever's left gets handed to the commissioning party. That, that's the ones on their first mission ever. Uh, that's oh. us, I suppose. Well, what does the commissioning party do? Oh, uh, it depends. You, you're going to go hunt, go on a hunt, and you'll kill a monster or or something. And and when you bring back proof you've done it, then you'll be a part of the hired sorts. This sounds fancy. It is. You can then go do things in town that you can't do if you're not one of them. <laughs> you know? As so, he's talking, uh, I feel like I would be looking at Craig's while he's like salivating over this meat. And she's mm-hmm. just disgusted because she doesn't like <laughs> to eat meat. <laughs> okay. And she looks back at this guy. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I'll, I'll continue talking to him. I'll say, so uh, what kind of uh, monsters are we talking about out there? Oh, yeah. it depends. Uh, some, some. Usually, the new guys just—they kind of help thin the populations of some of the local wildlife. Uh, uh, some of the more dangerous things that are out there. Uh, sometimes you you have to go kill something really big, but that's usually for the the teams that are that are more experienced. You know, the guys who are who've been coming out here every season for the last few years. Uh, some of the ones he announced earlier with uh, with Almar or Saber or somebody like that. And this uh, first job we're going to be doing, does it pay money? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, you get your first, you get your first little bit of money, and you get the, you get your 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 coin that says that you're a part of the hired swords, and then you can take commissions from anywhere in the area that that wants to hire somebody. You'll be a part of the whole the whole ordeal then. All right, it's a uh, sort of a familiar process to me, so I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm going to approach the area where Gwendolyn's over talking to this uh, half halfling. Uh-huh. My mask will be slightly disheveled, and my face will be quite greasy with a giant hunk of meat in my yeah. one hand. And I said, "Oh, you've got to try this. It's so good." <laughs> Gwendolyn just looks at him in disgust, like, "No, I'm good. Uh, I, I am good." She pushes it back into his mouth. <laughs> just no thanks. I'm just gonna walk away. Uh, walk away towards towards the tent. I know Jocks are had. And just, not even care about anything else that's happening. Gwendolyn's nice. excited because oh, to her it sounds so like she can make um, more friends. <laughs> you'll uh, you'll you'll notice Joxer kind of stand out holding like a, a brew of some sort and looking a little disappointed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so looking little lo- looking lo- just just like he, he tasted it and it just it just wasn't what he wanted, but it exists. Oh, Joxer, what's 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 on today's menu? So. It's it's uh, pure disappointment. <laughs> Fine by me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. You you shouldn't. You shouldn't, Criggs. This is not fit for. As uh, Criggs may or may not take it from his hand. Oh, I take it. Oh, still gets a, still gets a drunk on. <laughs> <laughs> and then I take a swig with have the the brew in one hand and the nice giant piece of meat in the other. Just- totally enjoying myself at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll say uh, roll a 1d6. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> um, so you... <laughs> 
you <laughs> you lose what, what's the second stat i can't get to my core sheet um you lose one dexterity for the night <laughs> i imagine that wasn't the highest stat you had anyway yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to no it's definitely not um you're going to do a cartwheel yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i'm going to uh to spit out oh you were you weren't lying this is pretty bad <laughs> so you you just uh, see doxer just like laying his head down he's very disappointed <laughs> i take another drink anyway i'm that stubborn <laughs> like just go sit by the fire oh nice warmth <laughs> Um, uh, and since since he's been kind of separated, uh, Joxer actually brings out some of his normal um, uh, items and kind of uh, offers it to the friends. There's there's a couple of uh, uh, small small bottles of sorts, and uh, uh, I, I apologize for not being around uh, for 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 uh, whatever just happened. Um, I I have my own hobbies and uh, kind of uh, Kriggs. This this might make up for what you just had. Uh, uh, Gwendolyn, do you drink? Oh, he, he, yes, I do. Ah, uh, well, you're you're welcome to to a drink, and he he kind of hands off a you know a, a couple of drinks to any adventurers that are an immediate. Um, yeah, there are three it. others. <laughs> okay, so so it's only us. It's you and three others standing there. Standing okay, so uh, then, two, then, yeah. yeah, there's I two men there and one up. one woman. Yeah, I would I would hand yeah. off one to uh uh, uh, uh my, my name's Juxer Mortel. Uh, don't think about my last name. As uh, she Davin takes the drink, as Gwendolyn takes the drink, she's like, I- "Is this more pure dis- disappointment?" No, because no. she doesn't know. She doesn't know if this is what the actual <laughs> name is. Uh, this this is a this is a, a standard beer or, or brew in in that sort, uh, but it's not wine. Slightly, God, tip, slightly tipsy at this point to say, oh, <laughs> lass, you're going to uh, enjoy this one. This, this <laughs> one here, he can definitely put on a stiff brew. Uh, might even put a little bit of pep in old Dale's step. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Davin will take a drink and then he'll say, oh, that's pretty good, friend. It's, uh, my name is Davin, by the way. It's nice to meet you. Uh, 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 Joxer, uh, uh, it's nice to meet you. Uh, I appreciate it. I, I, I dabble a little bit. So, uh, mind me asking, what went, what went wrong with that one in your hand? Uh, oh, just don't even ask. It's, it's not worth the time, let me tell you. <laughs> he reaches out a hand. Works. <laughs> he reaches out his hand. He's like, may I, may I give it a, a taste? By all means, friend. I give him, I give him the, uh, the stein... And okay. also uh, an empty stein for the spit. You're going to want this as well. <laughs> uh, he takes it in his hand and he kind of waves his fingers over the top of it. And he takes a sip. He's like, tastes fine to me. And he hands it back. I take a sip and uh, in amazement, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you taste it. Now it's got like a sweet uh, like apple taste to it. We're going to be best friends. <laughs> uh, J- Joxer is just kind of like, immediately whenever he handed over the 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 stein he's like no his hand comes up and his head just turns away he's like no god no and then (laughs) and then wait what (laughs) and he looks at you a little astonished uh, 
he didn't even see you wave the the the, the fingers over, but. He knows some foul plays here. He's he just starts kind of like covering his mouth and like rubbing his cheeks in confusion, just like what did he do? What did he do? What did he do? What did he do? <laughs> Devin sees this going through his mind, and he just kind of smiles and laughs to himself a little bit. Awesome. We we will be will be interesting friends, I'm sure. This is I'm good. Forward, yes. Yes, you've got uh, there. There are three, like I said, three other kind of venturing types sitting nearby. Um, they're they're kind of uh, sitting on the other side of the fire. Um, this is a big fire. We're talking probably you know six eight foot diameter ring here with a big fire, kind of almost bonfire going inside of it. And uh, the tables behind you uh, actually start the, the folks from the farm are, are coming in and bringing. Uh, root vegetables and some of that stuff and laying it out and then some more carrying uh carrying bigger baskets of this kind of stuff uh up through town like they're headed somewhere else to to take some food as well and um there you also see a couple kegs going that direction of ale or, or meat or something uh, uh being carried up towards uh past the tower and up up further uh, up the road um but then, but the the you guys and these other three adventurers are still sitting around here, um, and the these three are just kind of telling old war stories and talking about what this scar is and what that scar is and uh, that sort of thing. Um, uh, Jocks will probably kind of look at uh, some of the the war story uh, individuals and kind of. Um, uh, are, are you all familiar with this area? Are you uh, are you part of uh, Wind Hill? Wild Hill. Wild Hill. Uh, the 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 woman. Uh, she's um, a uh, she's a, a halfling woman um, with uh, a sword on her side, and and she's got kind of a scarred up face. And uh, she steps in front of the guys, and she says, um, she says, "Well, no, we're not from here. We're from uh, we we've only been here a couple of days." Um. Okay. So uh, are you uh? What what brings you down to Wild Hill then? Well, the same as you, you know. We're, we've we've come here to try to kill some things. It's been too long, hasn't it, boys? And they kind of <laughs> yeah, it's been too long. <laughs> and uh, and uh, she says she says I I assume that's why you're here too, isn't it? Yes. Uh, name's Edie. And reaches her hand out for a handshake. Uh, Juxer uh, reaches his hand out and and uh, uh, you know firmly grasps. Uh-huh. Um, he. He kind of looks a little, a little bewildered. Um, I'm definitely here to f- f- for action. Uh, I might have missed something a little bit earlier. Uh, what, what, what happened? Um, well, in, the, uh, yeah. Well, it's it's hunt, hunt se- hunting season's just started, so they've uh, they've they've uh, they've announced the the teams, and and we we're, we're of course going to have to. Uh, go out and get commissioned. So we've we've got to go on our mission. We'll find out what it is tomorrow. Tonight we just drink and talk and and eat until we pass out. I imagine. <laughs> you say teams. Do you mean this is like a competition? Uh, not officially, but uh, from what I hear, the other ones walking around here. Yeah, I mean, uh, they they definitely uh, will uh, will brag on what they've done and and try to outdo each other for sure. Uh, what, about what time of day is it now? Uh, it's dusk. Okay. The sun is beginning to set. And um, uh, she, uh, Edie, um, after she says, 
you know, says what she did about competition. She says, uh, I'm just hoping we don't have to go fight anything uh, too fast. You know, none of us here can keep up very well. (laughs) And she looks over at the two of them and and she says, by the way, that's Marias and Vip behind me here. And you see two uh, men who look very similar to each other. And um, they are both, uh, uh, they're both kind of warrior types with uh, leather arm, studded leather armor on. And one of them has a helmet, but uh, it's, he's, it's kind of strapped to his belt on his side. And uh, their weapons are leaning up against uh, the, the bench they're sitting on. They're just sitting casually talking. So, Are they halflings as well? Uh, no, those two are elves. I, but at they, this point, will probably have been well-fed and well on my way to well-drank. Um, so uh-huh. I'm just going to be sitting around the fire, kind of just paying attention to the comings and goings. Nothing too major. Um, I do, though, have uh, like the typical cloak that is kind of worn by everyone. I do have that covering my shield on my back, but I don't have my mask on. Okay. Um there's the only folks who seem to be really coming and going around here are some of the just townsfolk who obviously work to feed and tend to the hunters and whatever it is that they need. Uh, It's kind of like this town lives for hunting season and prepares for hunting season all year. And you can see everybody's just all the, all the people who seem like local townsfolk are just a buzz making sure all these adventurer types are taken care of. And, um, um, from from a concept of uh, watching some large barrels of uh, uh, brew go off in a direction, and then you know some come to us. W- would I have noticed anything that was specifically different between like what was you know sent off you know to probably uh, you know a more important group versus us? Uh, you noticed that more than twice as much as was dr- sent there to you was was sent up the road um and uh you would probably know that there were different because of your just background you would know that there were uh, some kegs that were being sent up that were obviously for for mead and all you have here is like a, a more bitter ale where they've got some sweet mead and stuff like that going up you can just tell by the the kind of you know the kind of wood they use to 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 ferment it in and things like that you can tell the difference with your okay. background for sure okay for sure. Okay. I feel like Gwendolyn would notice the elves after hearing some of the stories, mm-hmm. and she would probably go over to them mm-hmm. and start speaking elvish with them. Okay. And start asking them in plain elvish language, basically, yeah. uh, where they're from. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, as you. As you approach them, and um, they they're both uh, drinking and, and kind of half whispering to each other and, and kind of laughing and stuff. And um, they, uh, as you uh, ask them about where they're from, um, they kind of look at each other and look back at you. And, and in in Elvish, uh, they both at the same time start to say, well, we're from, and then they stop and look at each other and laugh again, <laughs> kind of a drunken laugh. And uh, they kind of point at each other, no, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. And the other, and then, uh, the the one who's a little bit shorter, uh, he goes he goes. Oh, we're from White Rose, Miss. Where are you from? Like that. Uh, I I am from a little cottage out in Frostbound, but I my father was from Almanora. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We've we've been through Frostbound, haven't we? And he elbows the other one, and and um, 
and uh, the other one goes, "Ow, Vip! Yeah, yeah, we've we've been there. We've been there. Uh, just passing through, but we've been through there. Yeah." Gwendolyn's laughing while they're doing this because okay. she's a little drunk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And he's like, he's like, uh, Vip, Vip, the one that did the elbowing. Uh, he goes, he goes, but wh- what brings you here? What, what, what you, what are you, what are you doing? You look like, and he kind of looks at your, uh, just kind of what you're wearing and kind of your, your kind of demeanor, and and goes, you, you, you don't seem like you're, you'd be out here to, to hunt wild animals. <laughs> no, I, I, I want to find my father. Uh, your father and they look at each other and they both get kind of solemn and they're like oh uh yeah that that's common uh, around these parts isn't it <laughs> my father was carrick the caring did you know him oh it uh, doesn't ring any bells uh mariah says it doesn't ring any bells i uh i'm sorry vip and vip's like oh, if you don't know him i don't know him <laughs> and they just kind of chuckle at each other again and gwen chuckles and then she's like, "Well, thank you." And she goes and sits by the fire. Cheers! And they hold they hold up their cups for a for a cheers and um. As and, she. Uh, all right, so they give you a little cheers and take a big swig, and then one of them kind of falls off the bench backwards and just starts laughing. <laughs> They're just acting like idiots at this point. Yep. Well, uh, I don't know about I, you I fellas, but I'm looking for a little bit more adventure. Uh, is anybody interested in going and looking around the area, seeing what the, what else is in this town? Uh, Joxer's eyes kind of light up, and he's, uh, 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 I, I would, I, I want to investigate, uh, some of the, some of the things I've seen cross our paths. (laughs) Well, let's go check it out. Subtle. (laughs) (laughs) Hail and well met, mercenaries. Tune in next time to see what kind of hijinks Davin and Joxer get up to in town. Has Critics made a new friend in Dale? And Gwendolyn puts a twist on Dances with Wolves. Thank you for listening to The Hired Swords. Be sure to follow us at The Hired Swords on Twitter and visit us at thehiredswords.com. 